This is Taking Action Today with Michael Alder, episode 40. We are on a search for some motivated sellers. What's up, everybody? Thank you so much for tuning in. Now, over time here, we realized that there's three things holding people back from taking action in real estate. First one is lack of money. Now, we've more than covered the fact that there's an abundant amount of money out there. There's tons of strategies. And if you're just new to the show now, get over to my site, michaelalder.com, and you could download my free 15 Days to 50K, which shows the exact strategies I use to raise private capital for my deals. Now, the next way, people think they can't find cash buyers. Now, as much as I'd love to dive into this one today... My buddy, Michael Miller, that was on a few weeks back, we're actually going to do a show in the upcoming weeks uh, with some back and forth on how we find cash buyers for our deals. So we're going to cover that whole entire episode together, uh, loads of strategy in that. But the last way is finding motivated sellers. For some reason, people believe that they just can't find great deals out there to go ahead and sell to other investors or to retail buyers. And that's the furthest from the truth. I'm going to share with you today 13 ways, majority of them don't cost a dime on how you're going to find motivated sellers to go ahead and flip these deals to your end buyers and profit big. Let's get into this here. The first one is starting on Craigslist. If you're in the real estate game or you want to be in the real estate game, Craigslist is the ultimate source. It's free. So what I want you to do is just scout in your target market on Craigslist. And you want to look for people on there that are uh, multiple posting Um, you know, look for some desperation in their post. They're posting every other day and it's not going anywhere. Reach out to them, get on the phone and just talk to them about the property they have. If the number's already desirable, find out why they're actually selling. And if there's some motivation in their voice, you can make them a crap offer on the spot, which I love doing. They'll usually turn you down, but you want to keep them in your profile there. And you want to circle back to them every few weeks because motivation grows with time. You know, there's people on there that inherit properties they don't want anything to do with. They have bad tenants that trash the property and they can't see themselves putting another dime into it. They may not take your low offer right off the bat, but stick with them and show some concern for what they're going through. If they're motivated and uh, they're telling you the reasons why they want to sell, figure out a way to solve that problem that you could still profit on it and then go ahead and sell that property to the end buyer. I mean, you could structure a wholesale deal with them. You could structure a seller finance deal and then go ahead and sell the financing to the next buyer, do a subject to deal. Um, There's countless ways to profit just by calling people on Craigslist and find out why they're actually selling. The second way is driving for dogs. And we all know this one. You're driving around, you see a rundown property in a neighborhood with overgrown lawn. uh, The shutters are falling off. The place looks like a disaster, but all the neighbors seem to be keeping up with their property at least somewhat. Now, this actually Brandon Turner still uses to this day. And if you don't know Brandon Turner, he's all over bigger pockets there. So if he's using this, you know this works. So get out of your car when you're driving for dogs, take some pictures of the property and see if the neighbors are outside and just start a conversation with them. Not everybody's going to be friendly, but if you find someone that wants to talk to you, find out why the the property's abandoned. Um, Find out if they know who the seller is, if they'd be interested in selling. Um, You know, whatever way you could do to make contact, to the person that owns this property while you're driving for dogs, do that. And then, uh, you know, either send them a yellow letter if you're lucky enough to get a phone number, pick up the phone and just ask them if they would be interested in selling the property. If they've walked away with it, you know, and it's overgrown and run down, chances are they're willing to sell. If they're not selling with an agent, chances are they owe more than what it's worth. Now, that doesn't mean you have to walk away from this deal. You just have to get creative. 
if there's somewhere you can get a uh, end buyer to take over their existing mortgage and you can make a little down payment fee on the front end, you know, anywhere from two to $5,000 for marrying these two, that's a great deal. That's still a payday. So it doesn't have to be a flat out purchase for you to profit in this deal. Um, you know, a motivated seller like that would happy, you know, be happy to turn around and hand you the mortgage on the property, which you could turn and sell to your end buyer. This next one is abnormally small for sale signs in the yard. Now, this one I actually seen on like an episode of Flip This House, and I didn't think anything of it. Um, but, you know, I think it was like Armando Montalongo. He was driving along. There was a tiny for sale sign taped to like a tree, and he was talking about how this is a motivated seller. So it, I just happened to be driving for dogs myself in Willowick, Ohio, and I saw a tiny for sale sign in the front yard, and that just light went off in my head. So I was like, let me get out and see what's going on here. The number was all faded on it. I could barely read it, but I was able to make it out and I called the seller. The house was all ran down. Um, this is a neighborhood where houses are going for about 60000 plus. And right off the bat, he was willing to take 20000 Not only take 20000 but he was willing to hold paper on it. So he would take payments on this $20,000. This dude was insanely motivated. And I was ready to buy this deal because I knew I could profit on it. So we're getting everything ready to go to the uh, the closing table and the city had a point of sale on the property where they wanted me to put one and a half times their rehab cost in escrow before I started. Now, unfortunately, this bit blew the deal because it was just going to tie up too much capital uh, for me to put it together. So I ended up moving on. But the fact remains that that is a great way to target a motivated seller. So if you see a tiny sign, park your car, get out there, get on the phone, find out what the problem is with that property and see if you could solve it for a profit for a profit. The next one is eviction court. Everybody is motivated at eviction court, myself included. This is the most painful, miserable process you'll go through as an investor. Even if you got the best attorney and it's always a slam dunk case, who the hell wants to sit in a courtroom with a tenant sitting across from you talking about why they can't pay you, why they won't pay you, and why they trashed your house? That will drive you insane, and it makes you want to sell fast, even at a discount. Hit me up when I'm in eviction court. I will sell you some deals. So go down there. This is another strategy that doesn't cost you a thing, and start mingling with landlords in the room. Find out what they're all about. Find out what they own, if they want to get out, if they have friends that want to get out, and just see if you could uh, get leads on their properties and make them offers. You know, people are motivated down there. If they're older landlords and they've been in the game a long time, they don't care anymore. They already made their money and they'll be happy to sell at a discount. I mean, we've had countless success stories on the show where investors have met burnt out landlords and have made big wholesale profits just taking over their deals and unloading their headache for them. Once again, that's completely free. You just have to get out and meet these people. The next one is newbie investors at tax deed sales. Now, what's cool about tax deed sales is you could buy houses for literally nothing. Like in Cleveland, you're buying them for $1,000 or less. So everybody comes out of the woodwork thinking that they're a real estate investor and they buy up these properties. The only problem with that is that they forget that you actually have to invest money into the house to get it performing again. Now, here's a case where I met a woman that uh, she had called off of an ad and said she wanted to sell a property and she wanted $4,000 for it. Before I could say anything else, she said, or just make me an offer. So this lady just screamed motivation. I asked for the address. I went down to check out the house and the city had gone through it and cited her. So they put it on the condemned list. So this woman was freaking out. She had never been in this position before. So I called her back. I said, look, I really don't want the property. It needs a lot of work. But if you can't sell it, I'll give you $900 for it. 
she fired right back with, give me a thousand and it's a deal. So a thousand dollar property I was able to buy at her. Come to find out she had actually purchased it at the tax deed sale for a thousand dollars a year ago, had no money to reinvest in the property and uh, basically waited for the city to come inside her, panicked and sold it to me what she bought it for a year ago. So she turned no profit. I went ahead and resold it for $2,500 about 10 days later. So not a huge profit here, but we did profit on this deal. So if you're networking in this business, which I'm sure you are, get down to the tax deed sales and network with everybody in the room there. Find out if they're newbies. If they are, get their contact info, network with them. There's a good chance they might not be able to get whatever they buy brought to the surface for a profit. And if the city comes by and sees that they didn't update their property after they got it at this amazing purchase at the tax deed sale, you may be able to slide in there and steal it for what they bought it for, or maybe even less. I mean, in Cleveland, like I said, for $1,000, you can't get much lower than that. But in other markets, you could certainly beat people up and uh, get a better purchase on these properties. The next one, posting on Craigslist. Now, here's what's interesting about this. Craigslist is free. We know this. You could post that you buy houses for cash and you could list all the reasons that someone would want to sell you a house for cash. But here's the problem. Everybody does it. So for you to stand out from the crowd, you need to be posting consistently, but not only that, tweaking your ads. I was actually listening to a podcast today where a guy swore by Craigslist. That's his only marketing piece, but he has 200 live ads on Craigslist at all times. He has like countless accounts that he structures these under, and then they're all different ads. So for you to stand out from the crowd on Craigslist, go ahead and you need to market like crazy on there. Open up a couple different accounts, tweak all your ads, and be out there consistently. Because anybody that comes out of a one-day seminar is hitting Craigslist, but they're probably putting on like one or two ads, throwing up their hands, giving up, and walking away. So you got to sort yourself out from the crowd and let them know that you're a big player and you actually can buy houses. So make consistent ads, Follow up with all of your leads, make low offers. Even if you don't have an in buyer, make the offer so low. So at least you're in the game there. And then you could follow up when you do have a buyer, bring your price up a little bit if need be to get them to agree. And then that's how you're going to go ahead and cash out on that particular deal. The next strategy, expired MLS listings. You can get these lists from, you know, your real estate agent buddies. Basically, Joe homeowner has listed his house with an agent for, let's say, six months and nobody has purchased it. You think they're motivated? You know they're motivated. They want any kind of offer. In most cases, they will entertain them. So, you know, once again, this might fall back to the, they owe more than what the property's worth, but there may be favorable financing in place. So you could reach out to them and see if you could just assume their mortgage and then just sell that deal on a subject to making money on the down payment having everybody release you from the deal, you're paid, you're out of it, and the end buyer is going ahead to make the payments on this property for Mr. Seller. So that's a great strategy there. Or, you don't know, it might just expire because it was such a dog of a property, they realized they couldn't get their asking price, and they're willing to take whatever cash offer you could throw. You know, you can go ahead and make them a, a lowball offer, turn around, wholesale the property to your end buyer, and then you're out of the picture again. Either way, you can get paid fast on expired MLS listings. Speaking of expiring uh, listings and contracts, the next one is wholesalers with expiring contracts. You think they're motivated? You know they're motivated. They're not going to get paid unless they sell that property. And if their contract expires, they're out. They may have lost. The seller might not give them an extension. So here's a strategy I use with a lot of wholesalers that bring me deals. 
if I know they have a lot of meat on the bone and they're bringing me a, a good deal, but it's not a great deal, I'll ask them, when is your contract expiring? I'll find out the date and I'll be like, look, I can't pay you what you're asking, but if your contract is about to expire, I will pay you X, which is usually, you know, about $500 to $1,000 above what I know they have it under contract for. Now, this works out for everybody. They have the opportunity to sell it to anybody they want. But if it's about to expire, they're still going to get paid because they could bring the deal back to me. And as long as nothing has changed with the property, I'll cash them out. They still get paid. They didn't lose any of their marketing time. They may have broke even. They might make a little bit of money, but that's better than losing money. So keep that strategy in mind. If they have a contract expiring, let them know if it's about to expire on X date, you will pay them X for the property. They will bring the deal back to you if they haven't got anything better. And that's a great way to find a motivated seller and land a great deal. The next one, hard money lenders. Now, this is kind of controversial here because hard money lenders typically have a lot of money on hand. So there might not be a ton of motivation, but they are not making money unless their borrowers are paying them. So hard money lenders do take back properties all the time. They don't want to, but that's their leverage piece. So if they take back properties, that means they have a non-performing asset. They are more than happy to work with new buyers that will come in and they will structure the financing for you. So you could profit a couple ways from this. You could bring in the buyer for the hard money lender to take over the payments and you can get paid a finder's fee for bringing the person in. Or if it's a great deal that the hard money lender already has, you could come in, assume the next payments and go ahead and rehab the property, most likely on the hard money lender's funds and then sell it retail at the end. So either way, I think this still falls under a motivated seller and you can get highly creative with these lenders. They know the business and they're more than happy to work with you to keep their assets performing and that keeps their cash flow coming in. Next one, similar to hard money lenders, is IRA custodians. We have a company around us called Equity Trust and this is where you can invest your retirement funds in real uh, estate-based assets. So like with uh, my wife's IRA, she'll fund people's deals And God forbid one of them goes bad, she has an asset that's not bringing anything to her retirement at that point. So if the custodian came to us and said, hey, we have a potential buyer for you, would you work with them? Absolutely. We can get as creative as we want on the financing terms for the buyer um, and go ahead and structure that. That way, her retirement's still performing. And here's what's interesting about this. Being that it's in a retirement account, we don't need that money for years to come, but we don't want money sitting. So we can get, you know, insanely creative with payment plans, uh, balloon payments, wholesale deals, whatever. As long as that asset is going to start performing again, that's what we want to see. So you can connect with IRA custodians at like RIA meetings. They're typically there pitching their stuff. And whoever the big fish is, just pull them aside and say, do you have any clients that had deals go bad that want to get them performing again? And they'll be more than happy to, you know, get you in touch with their clients or play the middleman on the deal That way their clients are happy. They're making money again. You're landing a great deal. You're getting paid for that. So it's worth everybody's time. Now, did you notice everything I just shared with you, I think is completely free right there. It all consists of networking. So if you're willing to get out there and jump on the phone, shake people's hands, help people solve their problems, that was just, I think that was 10 strategies right there that's not going to cost you a dime to find highly motivated sellers that you could turn around and profit on. Now, I'm going to give you three more here. These cost a little bit of money, but they absolutely do not break the bank. So the next one is the famous bandit signs. Everybody knows about bandit signs. They're pitched at every seminar. Everybody's using them. 
Here's what I do. I'll go on eBay, and there's usually sellers on there that'll have bandit signs, blank ones, for about a buck a sign. You could buy 100 at a head. And then just go ahead and write, I buy houses or cash for houses, and then write any condition, any situation, keep that small, and then your number really big on there. So you want, I buy houses big, write down any condition, any situation small, and then your phone number really big. You could even uh, steal something from Justin Wilmot and put little money signs on it just to get their attention. Now, what you want to do is put them at freeway exits. We already know this. But something else I do is I'll put them in the front yards of abandoned houses around Cleveland. And this actually works twofold for you. One, people are going to notice them when they're driving by, they're going to call you. Two, the seller of that abandoned house may actually call you and want to sell you that deal. And then the third way, I've had people call me wanting to buy that abandoned house from me, thinking that I was actually the seller. So I'll explain to them that, you know, I'm not the seller. I'm trying to get their attention so I could buy the property. But what are you looking for? This is a way to convert it over and to build your buyer's list. So it does work twofold. If you put it in front of abandoned houses there, you can go ahead and find great deals and you could actually build a buyer's list by doing it. And at a buck a sign, you can't beat that. That's literally next to nothing for you to get your marketing out there. The next one is buying list. I mean, you can go on websites and buy lists of probate deals, divorce, delinquent tax, delinquent mortgage. I mean, these are people that are going to be motivated sellers in most cases. Um, you could purchase these off of sites like yellowletters.com, yellowletterscomplete.com, US Lead List, uh, List Source, Fiverr.com, Click to Mail. I mean, there's probably dozens of them out there. That's just a handful of them. Now, what I've been doing, I've been buying lists off of yellowletters.com to target cash buyers to sell my properties to. And while I was doing my direct mail, I actually had a guy recently call me from Miami. And he says, I like what you got going on. I received your letter. I'm not interested in what you have, but I have clients that have 25 houses in your neighborhood and we want to liquidate. Can you help us? So while I was out there targeting a cash buyer, it turned into a highly motivated seller. And we were going through different strategies. I said, I can get you your asking if you want to hold paper. He's like, you know what? We may just liquidate at a discount. So I'll get back to you on that. So here I uh, offered him two different options he could do. So I could either structure finance deals for him. I would get paid on the down payment. He would hold the paper and get paid uh, monthly income on them. Or he would substantially discount these properties. I would just sell them to my buddies that are all the cash buyers and then go ahead and cash out that way. So either way, by buying lists, it's a win-win. And currently, I mean, you can get them, you know, crazy cheap off of Fiverr, but I'm buying them off of Yellow Letters at 15 cents a name. And uh, I'm still new dealing with Yellow Letters, so I can't give a, a testimonial yet. But so far, the results have been good. So, you know, 500 names is $75. You know, that's a tiny investment for you to go ahead and get some letters out there and connect with motivated sellers. Now, the last strategy I'm going to sell, and it has been my favorite recently, is newspaper ads. Now, if you've been in the game a long time, you were advertising in the newspaper years and years ago, placing your I buy houses uh, ads with your phone number, any condition, any situation. And back in the day, I think we were all paying about $70 a day. Well, now you can advertise for about $70 a week in the newspaper because the game has changed. Now, if you're my age or younger, you're probably thinking, who the hell reads the paper? And I thought that way up until recently. But a buddy of mine who's in his 50s, we were going to meet up. He says, I'm going to grab a coffee and a paper. And I was thinking, who the hell reads the paper? And I got to thinking, People in his age range and older are still reading the newspaper. They haven't made the shift to going to Google for everything. Now, people in their 50s and up, they may be inheriting a lot of properties. They may be already financially stable and don't care about putting money into assets because they're already set up. 
So they might own rental properties that they've already made their money on and they don't want to deal with the tenant headaches. That's a motivated seller. It could be inherited property. They may be 80 years old and uh, just had, they're just absolutely done. They're moving into a senior home at this point and they want to liquidate. They don't care. They are done. Bottom line is I'm finding highly, highly motivated sellers from newspaper ads. And my exact ad that I use reads, I buy houses, any condition, any situation, and my phone number. That's it. The phone rings off the hook with deals. Now, typically I make crazy low offers in the beginning and they get rejected, but that's what I want. Then I circle back, you know, in two weeks, 30 days, whatever, submit my offer again, or maybe come up a little bit. And that's usually when I score the deal. So that's been highly effective. If you're not doing it for $70 a week, it's well worth testing it in your marketplace. I suggest you do it. So here it is. I gave you 13 strategies right there to find highly motivated sellers. These are all strategies that all my investor buddies use, you know, guests of the shows have been using. So if you're doing these strategies and you're not getting results, you're not doing them enough. So get out there, do more, grind more, connect more, pick up the phone and call people. And if I miss something in here that you're doing that I didn't cover, please, please reach out to me and share it with me. I love to know what you're doing that's working for you. You can shoot me an email directly at michaelalder, A-L-D-E-R, 34, at gmail.com, or just head over to the site. Connect with me through there. Till next time, I'd love to hear your success stories. Let me know what's going on. We'll connect next week. All right, everybody. Thanks for listening in today. For more tips on real estate investing and creating streams of passive income, stop by michaelalder.com or connect with me on Twitter at michaelalder34, or you can find me on Facebook. All right, everybody. Thanks, and let's take action today.